Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our NBA prospect watch for the 2021 NBA draft. Jalen and I chose three players, one that is a surefire lottery pick, one that could rise on the draft board, one that could be a late draft steal, the 2021 NBA draft. So Jalen, let's talk about our surefire lottery picks. Who is one player that you believe is a surefire lottery pick? Man, you know how much we love KD on the podcast. So I found a, I found somebody that might be next up. Um, out of Kentucky, this guy, Brandon Boston, BJ Boston out of Kentucky, played for Sierra, Sierra Canyon with Bronny. Um, this dude is a killer, man. Smooth, smooth game. Had 15 and 7 um, for Kentucky on a team that has Terrence Clark and Devin Askew as the other guards in this really interesting freshman class for Kentucky. He was the guy who stood out, jumped off the page with how smooth his game was, how how he was able to change pace and transition, blow by defenders, easy, smooth jump shots within 15 feet and in. He can hit the three. I mean, literally, when you look at his build, he's got he's got a KD-type build. He's got a Paul George-type smoothness. A lot of his comparisons in terms of his game style is a lot of what we saw from a recent prospect in Cam Reddish. He was a guy who he went in the early lottery. And for Atlanta, this is a guy that I've been ploying for over the last couple of weeks in terms of saying, if you look at his month-by-month stats, he's a guy who as he started to get acclimated to the NBA game, he was a guy who was averaging nearly 15, 16 points per game on top of five to six rebounds per game. I think this is a guy in Brandon Boston who can really do something extremely similar to that, if not maybe perform even better out of the fact that he just plays extremely controlled. And this is a guy in Brandon Boston who, unlike being the third banana uh, on Duke, like, like Cam Reddish was, this is a guy who's not going to have to figure out what his role is and have to kind of find a way to fit himself within it and hope that draft um, draft scouts and guys of that ilk decide to kind of look at his upside and look past his actual play. I think B.J. Boston is a guy who's going to be able to pop off the page easy, early, and often. And that's going to put him in a really good position to go within the lottery. And I, I'll say it right now. I think he's a guy who could easily go in the top five to seven picks. He's going to be off the board early. And Boston is on a loaded Kentucky team this year. It's going to be interesting to see how he will stand out among guys like Terrence Clark as well. I also have to look at a guy like Jalen Suggs as a surefire lottery pick. He's one of the best combo guards in the country. He can score from anywhere on the floor. And he has the potential to become a solid rebounder and a solid defender. He's also a good facilitator, but he can score. He's a, he's a score first type of guard. His first game of the season against Kansas, 24 points, eight assists, four rebounds, and two steals, and a win against the number six team in the country. And I think his pairing for Joel Ajayi, who had 15 points and nine rebounds, I think has the potential to form one of the best backcourts in the country. And I think that if Suggs continues to play like this, I think not only he will lead or he will help lead 
Gonzaga to the national championship, but I also think that he could be a surefire top five lottery pick. And I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, this dude's first bucket was an over-the-back slam dunk that caught a body. I mean, talk about a great sense of athleticism to build off of. And then you have to throw off a throw out on top of that. This is a guy who was a two-sport athlete. He was Mr. Basketball in Minnesota, as well as ranked in the top two amongst not only just quarterbacks, but overall football players in the state of Minnesota for high school. So this is a guy who... I mean, he's literally built for this. He's athletically built for this. And obviously, Tankathon believes that he's a guy who's going to shoot off, shoot up boards as well because he's already ranked above Jalen Green, who elected to go to the G League. And that was a guy who, during most of the offseason, leading into his time to make his decision, who people were thinking he could have been a surefire number one overall pick or at least compete for that number one overall spot with a guy in Kay Cunningham who's gone to Oklahoma State. I literally think that Jalen Suggs is in a really good position because I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago that covers college basketball similar to us. And one of the things that they asked themselves was, do they think, do, does, does anybody think that Gonzaga is going to give the keys to a freshman in Jalen Suggs, when they have guys like Joel Ajayi, they have guys like Drew Timmy down low, who are guys who we kind of expect to have really good years coming off of a season where we're talking about seeing guys like Killian Tilly um, leave and things of that aspect, where you're talking about a good portion of their team in past years, Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, all guys who have already moved on from the squad. Are they going to give the keys to a freshman? And whether they gave the keys to him or not, he sure as heck took them. Because, I mean, his very first game, Kansas of all teams, talking about ranked in the top six. Um, they were actually sixth in the AP poll when we had done our bro- breakdown. I'm not so sure if they're going to look like that as of next week. I think Jalen Suggs is the real deal, bro. I think at this rate, it's it, it's his spot to lose in terms of being somewhere in the top five. And I think he has the ability to become the top pick in the draft. I know we talk a lot about guys like Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, but I think Jalen Suggs has the chance to become the top lottery pick of the draft. So moving on to potential risers, Jalen, who is one guy that you believe that could rise on the 2021 draft board? So this might be a really interesting one, but I think that David Johnson out of Louisville is a guy who I think could really shoot up boards if he can show us a little something I, I know that it's kind of weird because he's a guy that in his freshman year didn't really do a whole lot. Jordan Awar was the heartbeat of that team in, on the offensive side. But there was a lot that he showed promising. Uh, there was a lot of promise that he showed, especially on the defensive end. Um, he was a guy who, per 36 minutes, averaged nearly eight assists per game and 11 rebounds per game. This is a guard that we're talking about, 6'5", 210 pounds. Definitely looking to facilitate the ball. Not very much of a, a, a turnover machine. I, I do think that averaging four turnovers per game um, uh, is something that's going to be a little bit concerning in his first game. But I think that this is a guy who I, I genuinely believe that with the kind of spotlight that the ACC gives and the kind of guard play that he's going to have to go up against. I mean, one of the first guys that comes to mind is Caleb Love for North Carolina. Uh, DJ Stewart 
for Duke, who's projected to be um, a first round pick as well. Like these are guys that they're going to have, they're going to have to see and that he's going to have to go up against directly. And there's no dodging that smoke. And I think the fact that he's a plus defender is extremely huge because He's a guy building up off of last year without Jordan Awara. The keys are a lot more in his, in his, um, in his cart to be able to truly not only be a facilitator, but show that he can go be a bucket because he's aggressive. He's a bit of a big body for his position. He's a guy who loves the guard. You can see it, loves the guard, plays extremely hard on that side of the ball too. And I think that kind of effort is something that's going to catch scouts by, uh, um, by surprise because there's not a lot of guys who take pride on defense and by facilitating the ball anymore. And I think he's a guy who's going to kind of stand out. Um, and like I said, I think the ACC gives him a great chance to be able to do that as well. I actually have to take a different direction with my potential riser, and I have to go with Josh Christopher out of Arizona State. He's another one of the best combo guards in the country. He can score from anywhere on the floor. He's a solid scorer in traffic. He's athletic. He's able to create his own shot. And he has the ability to make tough shots. He also has good ball handling skills and has potential to be a versatile defender. He's played two games so far this season. He's played against Rhode Island and Villanova. He put up 11 points and four rebounds against Rhode Island and 28 points, four rebounds, and two assists against Villanova. I think Christopher has the ability to rise in the 2021 draft. And I think he's, has, I think he's able to make an impact when it matters most. I also have to look at a guy like Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. I think he's going to have a, a, a very large workload considering the departures that I mentioned a couple episodes ago of Trent Forrest, Devin Vassell, and Patrick Williams. I think that he has the ability to show off how good of a ball handler he is. And I actually personally want to see how his jump shot developed because I think that was one of the weaker parts of his game. And I think that Florida State, he, he may have the ability to show how much his jump thought has developed, mainly to see how it will help him in terms of his draft stock, because right now he's a mid to late first round pick. And I think he has the ability to lead Florida State in points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, I mean, I think both of those guys are really, really uh, special in their own kind of way. I think the biggest thing with Josh is just trying to see how he develops as an overall basketball player. He's a guy who, when you look at uh, some of his readouts back when he was playing um, at Mayfair, despite leading his team to a state championship at one point, he was a guy who was getting compared a lot to Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P, which is not a bad comparison in terms of talking about a guy who was a 10-year-plus vet in the NBA. But I think that Josh Christopher has the kind of upside to be a significantly better player than Nick Young was, despite the fact that they have really similar personalities and things of that nature. So I think his ability to grow as a facilitator is going to tell us a lot about what he can be and what he can grow into because we know he's a bucket that was proven in his first game 28 out the gate against a really good Villanova team like that's that's something to be able to hang your hat on and in terms of Scotty Barnes he's a guy out of Montverde <laughs> same as the boy K Cunningham though these guys were a problem in high school and I think they're going to be a problem in college and like you said beforehand I mean we haven't seen a ton of them at Florida State yet I mean obviously Freshman, only um, one game under the belt, not really a ton to be able to build off of. But I think that it's one of those things where we can, um, or in terms, I mean, in terms of one game, I mean more so like some of the preseason stuff that we've seen from him is what I mean. But 
he's one of those guys that I think in live action, he plays with so much heart. He plays with so much effort and he wears his emotion on his sleeve. You can see him screaming under the basket under big dunks and things like that. Back when he was in high school, I think he's going to translate that same kind of energy to Florida state. And look, Florida state just produced two lottery picks this past, literally just a couple of weeks ago when we saw Patrick Williams go off the board um, as well as Devin Fussell. There's no reason why Scotty Barnes can't be the next up in that ilk of small forward, power forward combo guys who can come from Florida State, who plays defense, um, aggressive on the boards, um, runs the floor. He, he, he bleeds all of those things. Um, just as a little like aside on top of David Johnson, um, he's a guy who I think his rising is going to have a lot to do with in-conference play. Um, I know I said it a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to hype on that, um, harp on that really heavily because of the fact that he's a guy that I feel like has a lot of upside. He's a guy who's project projected to go late first round right now. Am I saying that he's a guy who's going to shoot all the way from 29-30 all the way up to 13-14? No, I don't believe that's necessarily the case. But I think this is a guy who could significantly move anywhere between five to eight spots just off of his defensive prowess. I mean, like I said before, DJ Stewart is a guy in that mix. Caleb Love is another guy who's a top recruit. I think they're going to get a couple of chances, hopefully in the tournament, to come face some of these other guys because obviously the Kentuckys of the world, um, Tennessee with Keon Johnson at shooting guard, um, Keontae, Keontae Johnson at Florida who plays small forward before a guy like uh, David Johnson, he's going to take that challenge in terms of taking on the other team's best offensive player. Like that, those aspects are things that I think people are going to want to really keep an eye out on. I know that his stats might not pop off the page. Um, he didn't really have a great first game of the season, but like I said, I think he's going to be a guy who gets picked up based off, off of, uh, based off of upside and effort. Yeah. And you mentioned with David Johnson and his ability to shine in big time conference schemes. He's going to be playing Duke, North Carolina, Clemson, and Florida State. And those are some of the best teams in the ACC. So I think scouts are going to look at the, look at those games and see how he performs to really determine where he stands in terms of the draft. And then in terms of Scotty Barnes, he's one of the most energetic players that I've seen coming out of high school. And I think his ability to rebound is one of the reasons why I think Florida State will be one of the best rebounding teams, not only in the conference, but in the country. And I think he really has the ability to be the star player on a loaded Florida State team. Now, I think the expectations are pretty high for Florida State, considering last year was really one of their best teams. So I think it's just whether or not they meet those expectations, because I think Florida State can really compete in the ACC this year. So moving on now to potential draft steals for the 2021 NBA draft. Dylan, who is one player that you believe is a potential draft steal for the 2021 NBA draft? So I have to cheat here and say that I'm picking two, but it's just because I couldn't pick between the two of them. And it's really easy. It's the Illinois boys. I mean, Ayo DeSumo and Adam Miller, this is going to be one of the most dynamic backcourts in the Big Ten and maybe the entire country. I mean, their first game on the court with each other, both 28 points apiece. Adam Miller hits six threes. Ao gets ten rebounds on top of five assists as well. This is a this is this is a backcourt right here that is going to give other teams in the Big Ten fits. I mean, I'm literally 
I'm literally shaking. I'm I'm sure they're biting at the like chomping at the bit for when it hits late December when Big Ten play really starts heating up because they are going to be able to be they are going to be able to give themselves a chance to shine on the big stage against some of the better teams in the conference. And I mean, we can't really just overlook the fact that the Big Ten is all over the place in terms of um the AP poll right now which is going to give them a lot of shots to be able to move up and they're at eight right now I mean Miss Wisconsin is right above them Iowa led by Luke Garza is one of those guys um, one of those guys who could potentially be in the mix for a conversation like what we're having right now um obviously Michigan State Michigan Ohio State like there's a lot of teams in the AP poll 25 that I think they're going to be able to show just how dynamic they are, and they're going to be able to prove it against some of the better teams in the country. So these, both of these guys bring something different, right? I think Adam Miller is a very smooth player that I think that three-point shot, I don't think that those six threes was a fluke. I think this is a guy who can consistently hit at a really high clip, and I think he's a guy who's really dangerous off the bounce. He's not scared to take anybody one-on-one. And I think that spells really well for him. And he's not even he's not even mocked in the first round for Tankathon right now. I didn't even see him in um in Bleacher Report as well. Same thing with Ao Disumo. And I'm gonna harp on the fact that with Ao, he plays so aggressively. I would not be surprised if he led the Big Ten in free throw attempts this year. That's just how aggressively he drives. I think it also shows on the boards, 100, uh, 122 to 60 was the score, 28 points per, per, and he had 10 rebounds in the game. Like, I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, they contributed to an overall blowout, which was expected, right? But the thing about it is how they did it, what they showcased in it. AO showed that he can be a rebounding guard who can also be an effective slasher, finisher at the rim, and a guy who's seeking contact. I think those are all things sound kind of like Jimmy Butler, doesn't it? Wow, it's kind of weird. I <laughs> kind of discovered that in the midst of explaining him. So, hey, I mean, there, there you go right there. That's the kind of upside that a guy like Ayo can give you. And he was a guy who was projected to be a late first round, early second round pick just this past season. Now, he was coming off a sophomore year where he was coming back to the school, telling Illinois that he wanted to be able to bring Illinois basketball back. The whole point of him coming back had to do with the fact of getting Illinois to the tournament for the first time in a good little while. And I think they have a really, really good shot at doing that this year. I think that they're one of the teams that's definitely penciled in in the top five of the Big Ten right now. But I also think on top of that, I think he might be able to do a lot more with this Illinois team than just simply make the dance. I think they're going to be a team that we're going to have to keep our eyes on as a true contender. I don't know if I want to pencil them in as even as far as a Sweet 16 team just yet. But I do think that with a backcourt as dynamic as these two, that anything is possible. And I think as individual players, they both pop up off the, off the, uh, the stat sheet. And in just with your eye test, as guys who should definitely go somewhere in the first round. If not early in the first round, I don't think they leave. I don't think a team leaves the first round without calling Adam Miller or Ayo Desuma's name. I think this is Illinois' most talented team since Deron Williams was there. And I think that with a backcourt like Adam Miller and Ayo Desumu, Michigan State, Michigan, Maryland, Indiana, like those great teams in the conference, 
they're going to have to face a potentially dominant backcourt duo in uh, Desumu and Miller. I think Miller is one could be one of the best three-point shooters in the country, and Desumu, his ability to attack the basket and draw fouls, I think Jalen, like you mentioned, he could be going to the line a lot this season. So I, I definitely think that Illinois has a very strong backcourt on their hands, and I think that teams might as well draft both of them because you already ensure that you have a solid backcourt. I, th- I think it's, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, you know, with looking at all the guys that we've already discussed, right, I think that everybody falls in line in some way, shape, or form. I think even the guys who we talked about who aren't projected as high or even if they're projected late in the first round and we believe they can go higher, I think all of these guys are lethal in their own kind of way. So kind of looking at some of the prospects that we already listed off, Who's one of your favorite prospects out of the guys that were listed, whether you said them or I said them? And based off your answer that you gave on whether or not they were a surefire lottery pick, um, a guy who was going to rise, or a guy who could be considered like a diamond in the rough late in the first round and early second round, who's a guy that you really like out of the guys that you listed? And where do you think he'd be projected to go? What team do you think would be projected to select him with their pick? So I really like Josh Christopher. I also like Jalen Suggs. But there's a guy I haven't mentioned yet as a, as a potential draft steal. Jeremiah Robinson Earl from Villanova. He has a high IQ. He's a great post scorer. He can draw contact and shoot the ball efficiently from the line. He shot 81% from the line last year. He's a solid scorer in the post and in the mid-range. I think the one thing to watch out for to see if he develops his three-point shooting game because he just shot under 33%. He's a solid rebounder on both sides of the floor. And in the two games that he's played so far um, against Boston College and Arizona State, 18 points, 10 rebounds, and one assist against Boston College, and 28 points and eight rebounds against Arizona State. He shows a lot of promise on a Villanova team that could make their case to be an early championship favorite and he has a chance to be a draft steal. And I think that he could develop into being one of the best forwards in the draft. Now, in terms of where he goes in the draft, I would say the earliest would be 19 or 20. I'd say the latest would be 27 or 28. So I think that's really interesting. And I asked you the question right before you got to give me your your potential draft steal. I asked the question right before for a reason, because I wanted to, to see where you would blindly place him. And I find it really interesting that one of the teams you accidentally picked were the Oklahoma City Thunder at 19, who are probably looking for a lot of different athletic wings. This is literally, literally up Jeremiah Robinson Earl's alley. Um, I think he's a guy who could really produce for them early. Of course, they have all these draft picks all over the place. And I think that it would be really interesting to see what it is that he could do in an Oklahoma City for an Oklahoma City team that's looking to rebuild. I think putting him around guys like Shea and Lucas Dort, I mean, it would make them extremely, extremely versatile. Um, in terms of 20, that's having him around um, going to the Philadelphia 76ers. A little bit different in terms of what his fit would be like because of the the whole thing with Tobias Harris at the four and things like that. But of course, we would kind of look at um, a guy in Jer- uh, in Robinson Earl going um, as a 
as a bench forward for a team like like Philadelphia. So I honestly think that's not a terrible role for him because we've seen, like you mentioned beforehand, 18 points, then 28 points. Like <laughs> this is a guy who we know can definitely erupt on the scoreboard. I think coming off the bench is a guy who can kind of be a Swiss army knife. It makes him really scary. So I think that's a really good projection for him. And as a guy who's not projected to go in the first round just yet, I think he might be able to play himself up into an area like that. And I would not be mad at OKC swooping him up at 19. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, who is one player that you believe could be a draft steal in a loaded draft class? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast, of course. Make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. See you guys next episode. Peace.